There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. The following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. That's right. We can afford color now, Dawn. That's Woo! right. I... Yeah, the, just color, though. We're not in HD, thank God. No, 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 Don. We have that in our contract. Yes, we do. <laughs> yeah, we can't be in HD. We are on HD radio, actually, in mm-hmm. St. Louis right now. Shout out to the Lou. Hey, Lou. Uh, not Countess Luann. We're just talking about the Lou. Yeah. The Lou. The Lou. Jason and Alexis in the morning. Sans Alexis. Today, uh, Zen is not feeling well. There's a cute picture of... Lex taking care of him last night. Sick dog, sick kid, sick dog, uh, and hopefully not a sick Alexis. So uh, it's uh, it's just the two of us today on this Friday, October 7th, uh, 2022. Um, we were a little cursed, and not cursed, but uh, one of, I, 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 in, I get the tweets and I see people tell me in bars that they love our vacation stories or, you know, some of our, most famous stories, you know, Alexis traveling around the world and always going to a burrito place first and uh, red light, Amelia, red light, Michael. Anyway, we love the the first day back from an adventure for all of us. And uh, unfortunately, our uh, Dawn's was cut a little short and she was uh, had a Europe like a national lampoons European vacation. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, because we had Project Down and Dirty bumped up right up against it. So uh, is there a story that you left on the mm. cutting room floor? I have so many stories. I could really take them to the end of the year if you just want to drop one. Want drop, me to drop every, one every now I and then. It. Yes. Some of them are like, ooh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Well, it's just the good, the bad, and the ugly, you know. Here's one yeah. of the ugly ones. <laughs> so I booked everything in advance. As you guys know, I produced, pre-produced the trip um, with my red notebook. I carried everywhere. Every page was like, this is the train we take from here to here. This is the train number. This is the platform. This is what time we need to be at the train station to get on the train in case we, you know what I mean? This is the cable car. We take all these details that in the moment you don't want to have to figure out. You just want to open up a notebook and go, this is it. Someone asked me, did you have a travel agent do all of this for you? And I'm like, no, uh, it's Don McLean Travel Agency. So, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> there's inevitably going to be mistakes. You can't make everything perfect. So we had a train that we had to take. This is this is when we're leaving Switzerland, our last day really to have fun. We were in Bern, Switzerland. We had to take a train to Italy so that we could uh, back to Milan so we could fly back to Dublin to fly back home. So it's a long day of traveling. You know, it's a three-hour train ride from Switzerland to Milan. Um, And 
So, you know, this I have pre-booked tickets. We are sitting in an assigned seat, okay? It's not yeah. first class, but I paid for these tickets and this is our we chose to sit we pick specific spots. The first bad omen was that we get there and there is a girl sitting in my seat. Oh. And she is next to the window and I specifically chose I even looked up what's the best side of the train to sit on on the way back for the best views. Okay? Oh my god, Don. This woman is sitting in my you. seat, and she um, is Italian. She, I showed her, like, that's my seat. MC sits across from her, and I'm like, that's my seat. She has her bag sitting in the one next to her. And she's like, no. and I'm like, look, it's si- seat 66. That's yeah. my seat. She doesn't move. She goes, no, nah, pretends to not speak English. And I'm like, no, that's my seat, you know. And you're like, whatever. Like, it made us so mad, you know, because this is a train ticket that you. It's like forty eight dollars, which isn't a lot to go from country to country, but still, I want the seat that I paid yes! for. Yes. So anyway, we just had to give up, and just she just would refuse to move, and I'm like, whatever. Oh. Uh, she- I, there, there's too much going on to like yeah. contact one of the train attendants, which yeah. a lot of them are not even available. They hop on and off at train stations. So you're just like, okay, you know, you're bitchy to them and you're like, all right, well, I guess I'm sitting here, you know, and the Americans are like, ugh, you know, yeah, you don't want to be too obnoxious. So anyway, I gave up that seat. Then at uh, about 30 minutes into the journey, they make us, we're in Bern, and then we get off. They make us get off in uh, Tune, which is a town about 30 minutes away. They make an announcement. They start doing it in all the languages. They say it in English one time. And we're not, you, you're half listening. Like, yeah. you don't think, this doesn't really apply to me. I don't know what this is. Well, they started repeating the message, and then all of a sudden, everyone just stands up. And, like, they start getting off the train we have like each like a hundred pounds of luggage it's a lot it's ridiculous i in particular had so much luggage you were saying that was one of your regrets biggest regret yes so stupid a big rolling bag i had a backpack on my back that was like 30 pounds and then one on the front that was like at least 15 so i double backpacks Oh God! And this Not big rolling one, thing, you had two. And, to, and to get like I had to balance myself, you know, and then to get on and off trains with that huge bag, it was awful. Anyway, that set that aside and just think, okay, they're making us get off this train. We don't know how to get to Milan. Like I don't know what. Like we're gonna miss our if it's like a series of unfortunate events, like a domino effect. If we miss this train or if we yeah. don't get it right, then. We're not going to be to the airport in time to catch our flight tonight. So this, thank God, this nice, um, I don't know if he was Italian or German, but he said, you're going to Milan, get on the train to Brig. And so we're like, oh, oh, thank you so much. So we get all of our luggage off, which is like, we look ridiculous. It's embarrassing. Um, so then there's a train that comes in. Everybody disembarks our train, and we all get on this other train, which, by the way, the first train is an Italian train. This one is a Swiss train. Yes, it is going to Milan, but it's a different company. We get on. We all sit in seats. Then at the next stop, everybody who had actually booked tickets on this train got on. And we are like the real people. That were supposed to be in these seats, the real passengers, 
we have train tickets for a different train. The attendants are like, God, let's get on this one. And we're like, "Uh, oh, okay." But then the real people came and they're like, why is this train full? Why are people in my seats? People are standing in the aisles. And then the French people got together and they were kind of they weren't the sweet old French lady. These were like French, like young adults who were not having it. (laughs) And they're like yelling in French. And there was like almost a riot on the train for us to get up and move. Like it was packed. People were standing in the aisles. Like you could not move. So then the train people are like making an announcement and they go, everybody who's on this train who doesn't have a ticket, you need to get off and you need to go to first class. But there aren't enough seats in first class to accommodate us. So they made everybody do a switcheroo. Our luggage is way up in like train number four. And we ran to first class we didn't make a seat so we had to stand in for two and a half hours on our train from switzerland to italy you stood we stood yes because we didn't have appropriate tickets and the only excuse was that well due to um large-scale problems in the european travel system that day this happened Oh, my goodness. We did make it, but it was touch and go for a while. Like, oh, my God, we were sweating it. Not only that, we're standing for two and a half hours. We're already exhausted. I mean, you have to just, like, plan for this kind of stuff. And thank God we did. We did it over a two-day period that we would travel back home. But we really, really needed to catch that flight from Milan to Dublin because there wasn't another one. And our Dublin uh, plane left early in the morning back to the states so we had and then if i didn't get back to the states i wouldn't be here for project down and dirty on and on so i'm sorry i just went way past our commercial break but yeah yeah, that's the way it is man and but the french people then there's a train car that's just a bar and the french people ended up in there they're happy that they have seats they didn't even sit in their seats they were at the bar we're traveling to try to slowly get back to our luggage we're going through the train, you know, and we get to the bar part and this French guy is like super wasted. They were grinding on each other, dancing, super loud music. We could see them while we were standing. We're walking through and he's like backing up and he's like, hey, oh, yes. To me. <laughs> and like wouldn't and I was laughing because I'm like, dude, you don't know what I've been through. And then he kept asking, please, please, you know, to me to stop and grind on him, I guess. And I go, talk to him, to MC behind me. And he goes, no grazie. No grazie. (laughs) No grazie. No. Oh, Oh, boy, but it was a journey. Oh, 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 we're way past time. I apologize. That was a long story. Oh, please. I love it. When we come back, the trailer that, I mean, everyone on my Insta is talking about. Oh, yeah. uh, It's the reunion trailer for Beverly Hills, and Kathy Hilton is just everything. We'll be right back. It's one of those things that, even if you don't watch the show, you've seen it seep into your headlines. If you, well, if you're listening to the station, it's a strong likelihood you enjoy pop culture. You have a passing interest in it. You've seen over the past several months, many months of this year, headlines about Kathy Hilton. Um, kind of having a little bit of a meltdown in Aspen during a trip, a cast trip for the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. You, you've probably seen the headline. You may not have clicked on it, but uh, you've heard about it. And they taped this in the beginning of the year. 
Well, now the season has aired, and they just aired the Aspen episodes. Yeah. And to give you a quick, because I don't want to leave you all out of the conversation if you're not tuned to the TV every week on Bravo to watch. Lisa Renna was with Kathy Hilton when they went to this club. When Kathy kind of had a little meltdown and, you know, going off on the bartender and, and then basically systematically going after all of the housewives, you know, kind of going down the row of like, this one's a loser. And this one is don't know why she's on the show. And then going after her sister, even her sister, Kyle, who's on the show. And Lisa Renna has, Lisa has made a really large deal about this dramatically saying that she locked herself in a closet. She was afraid of Kathy um, on the finale that aired a couple days ago. She was, she took her drama about the situation to another extreme. Mm-hmm. Lisa Renna quite literally said, if she didn't talk about this, it would be like dying from cancer. Oh no. Oh yeah. Oh no, she did. Oh, she did. When did she yeah, say she did. this? Oh, in the finale, the oh, season finale. Oh, I did. Was that uh, last night? This week, though. Yeah, a couple nights. Oh, ago. Okay, I haven't watched it yet. Oh, so. wait till you see that. Oh yeah. God! Yeah. I mean, they're all so precious, aren't they? Yeah. This is. I mean, who hasn't had a blowout fight? I guess <laughs> because we're normal people. Yeah. Where you're drunk and you say you want to s- destroy your sister's life. I, I mean, mean, come on, this is not. And then you go, oh, sorry about that. I mean, yeah, you can do some real damage, but this isn't like she killed a child. I mean, that's the way Lisa Renna is acting. Yes, it's not. Yeah, and Kathy, and before I roll the trailer, again, I want you all to it's know words. because the, 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 the trailer is more dramatic and juicier, girl, if you know all of this. <laughs> yeah. um, look. Kai or Lee, uh, Kathy apologized to her sister. She goes, I, I, you know, I, it wasn't my best night. And to Lisa. And to Lisa. And just said, you know what? I don't mean it. You say sometimes, I know there's the hurt will probably remain, but I'm sorry. And blah, blah, blah. Okay. Renna is not letting it go. And neither is Kathy. <laughs> Kathy has come to fight. So here is. The first thing you see in this trailer, I'm going to narrate this because it you'll you'll need it. Yeah. At the very beginning, it says 9:47 p.m. Oh, I love the time codes. 9:47 p.m. at the end of taping, and the voice you're going to hear crying is Kyle, Kathy Hilton's sister. I don't want to sit here for a toast. Can I leave? Doug. What do you want to do here? Kyle's a wreck. So she goes, can I leave? I don't want to sit here for a toast. Can I please leave? I'm a wreck. And then you heard Andy talk to a producer. Now, brilliantly, the rewinding 20 minutes earlier. It's like the O.J. Simpson, yeah, uh, you know, Bronco thing. I need to end up in a better place here with her than when she came. She's talking about being in a better place. With than when sister. she came, yeah, with her sister. Now, two hours earlier, one hour earlier. You're going to hurt her. And she's the one that's your friend. That's Garcelle pointing at Renna, going, Renna, you're, you're prolonging this. This is a fight really between sisters 
and you're making this about oh, you. Right. 100 reasons why we love Garcelle. And now this is two hours earlier. I don't you need any drama. With you know everybody. What, what you did to my sister and you drove Lisa Vanderpump off the show. Yeah. I mean, the list can go on and on. Get her, Kathy! Yeah. Get her! <laughs> yeah. That is Kathy Hilton with receipts for Renna. And Renna's mouth and Kyle's mouth are agape. Agape. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and now here is the end. And Kathy, girl, here we go. Lisa said that you said, Dorit is a stupid, useless idiot. Crystal and Sutton are pieces of shit. I will destroy Kyle and her family if it's the last thing I ever do. I was abused by Kathy Hilton. Baby, you wanted it on camera Mm. because your contract was coming up. That's Dang when it. her mouth was really agape. Oh, yes. Renna was like, what? <sighs> Were you upset with Lisa for bringing it onto the show? Look where we are. Look where we are right now. You are the biggest bully in Hollywood, Ooh. and everyone knows it. <laughs> so wow. good. Wow. Kathy Hilton. Telling Lisa Rinna she's the biggest bully in Hollywood. Now I understand why there were all those rumors swirling like a month ago about Lisa, you know, removing Bravo from social media. Anything to do with Housewives from her social media, people were like, oh, she's off the show. Yep. I was like, no way. That's just stupid. Like, they're just having a tiff or whatever. But now we know why. They had filmed this. Yep. Oh, God. Do you think that she's going to be kicked off, or is Andy going to keep her there? Uh, I'm talking about Renna. She made a comment, you know, because Dorinda always uses the term, I was put on pause. Yeah. And Renna made a passive-aggressive little comment to Andy in the middle of that trailer. She was, well, put me on pause then. Yeah. Renna, I was talking to Lori and Julie about this. Renna has done herself no, and I used to love Renna, if you're a, me if you're too. a regular listener of the show, you know that. I mean, up until this, honestly. Up until this. This is too much. It's this just is too dramatic. Yep. She's gone too far. And Garcelle should be the president of the United States. I'm just going to say that right now. <laughs> Garcelle should She's be. She's the only <laughs> one that is telling the truth. Like I said, everybody is so precious. That's the everybody. one thing that cracks me up about the franchises is that especially Beverly Hills people will say things and they will just be like oh my gosh Dorit don't say that please and she'll just say like you know something that would be to us a little small fight and it's the biggest deal like don't ever say bitch don't ever say that to word it just you know and you know, it's just such a huge ordeal. And it's like, bitch, I don't care. No. <laughs> oh, boy. When we come back, since there's two of us, uh, no game today. But uh, Brad Pitt, we have another update. Uh, another round. <sighs> what Brad Pitt says he won't do. There is something he will not do. And Don will tell you when we come back. Back. Maria it's Oprah. She is so wise. Out of context. I'm over being polite to boring people. That was Oprah. Did she really say that? Out of context. Back, Ops. Jason and Alexis in the morning.
Alexis is uh, taking the day off, taking care of Zen. Zen's not feeling well. So any parent out there, you know how that is. So uh, we hope Lex stays healthy as well. Oh, I mean, I don't even know. It's You oh, know, God. he's coughing in her face. She's oh, like, Lord, what's so cute is that Alexis is excited that he's so snuggly with her. Yes, I know. She's I like, know. oh, I he's sick picture. and he just snuggles on my chest. And <laughs> you're like, oh, you, <laughs> you, Alexis. Well, there's just the two of us today. Uh Kenny Randy get some corn nuts, so he'll be up in a little. He will uh, be back at the top of the hour. Yeah. Um. Uh, but uh, so no, so no game today. So we'll do uh, a, a few more stories. Hey, but I wanted uh, before we get too far into this, uh, my buddy Molly emailed me this. I thought this was interesting for all of you that love cons. Speaking of Alexis and speaking of pop culture, um, Twin Cities Con announced yesterday that. Uh, Lord of the Rings stars Elijah Wood and Sean Astin will be coming to the Twin Cities Con yes. November 11th through the 13th. And uh, they are scheduled to be that uh, that Saturday, um, I believe, of that of the three days. Um, I will be efforting a interview. So I'll bring that to the show cool. um, when we uh, when we have it. But yeah, Lord of the Rings reunion at Twin Cities Con. <laughs> November 11th to the 13th at the Minneapolis Convention Center. I also saw on the list, so I open it too. I just opened that like to this hour, and I'm like, cool. And I'm like, who else is coming? The first thing I see is my my ex-boyfriend that I lived in Dallas with, so probably the longest relationship that I had um, before MC. His his wife is going to be there (laughs) because she's an anime um, voiceover artist, and so she goes to conventions and stuff. And I'm like, oh, wow. Oh. <laughs> oh. I mean, I thought about, like, should I go and go, hey, you know, I mean, because she, I'm sure, knows everything about me. Yeah. We had a very, you know, we had a long live together relationship, and he, you know, my daughter, you know, he was a surrogate dad, really, you know, she didn't have one in her life, and so... He he like came to my daughter's high school graduation from Texas oh, and things nice. like that. So nice guy, you know, just didn't work out with us. But I'm sure you know how it is when you start dating yes. somebody new and you trash the other person. Yep. From six ways to Sunday. Yep. So she probably knows everything about me. Would it be creepy if I came up to her and I no. said, Hey, I'm Dawn, Patrick's ex girlfriend. Not at all. I think you should do it. She'd probably be like, Oh my god, I'm stuck at this booth and here she is. But just do, because you're socially aware, unlike 70% of uh, humanity. Just uh, make it brief. Yeah. Just go and just be delightful, be your delightful self, and uh, move on. How's your kid? Exactly. That's what you do. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they're a big part of my life. I, I yes. lived with, like, this is the one who's from uh, Lake of the Ozarks, which is where Ozark is set. And so yeah. I lived uh, there for a couple of years with his family i worked on a golf course you know and then we moved to texas together so it was like a seven-year relationship i think you should and i think my talkers are with me on that one i think you should just keep it brief that way you know what i mean don't that's true because you know how you've been in those situations where someone comes up to you and 22 minutes later you're like oop gotta go so yeah. and but then i think what's the point why okay. why would i do it like mm-hmm. what do i get out of it Curiosity. I don't know. I'm such a weirdo. <laughs> You'll be fine. Um, <laughs> no, um, back to Brad Pitt, something much more important. Oh, well, I don't know, important, but uh, okay, so over this week, I feel like we've 
gone through a roller coaster with this story. We, this story was six years old, and it just kind of repercolated this week. We heard from Angelina Jolie. We heard from lawyers. What's Brad Pitt saying now? Well, uh, his attorney, Anne Kylie, told Page Six, which they rarely comment, you know. Yeah. But since all of this came out and he's under fire, uh, if you've missed all of this, Angelina Jolie laid out some more abuse allegations about the airplane that really just was the demise of their marriage. Brad was drunk coming back from France with his family. They had to stop in International Falls because of this altercation. We thought... It- that it just involved the oldest son who doesn't speak to him anymore um, and that he got in his face and screamed at him. But Angelina now is saying that um, he, uh, you know, poured wine and beer on the other kids that she had to hop on his back and he slammed her up against the wall. And, (sighs) you know, just a lot of things that we hadn't heard before. So his lawyer is saying, um, that Brad has owned everything he's responsible for from day one, unlike the other side. He's not going to own anything he didn't do. He's been on the receiving end and every type of personal attack and uh, the receiving end of every type of personal attack and misrepresentation. She said, thankfully, the various public authorities the other side has tried to use against him over the past six years have made their own independent decisions. Brad will continue to respond in court as he has consistently done. Uh, She said that he choked one of their six kids on board. You know, I'm thinking it was the oldest son and I can never remember if it's Pax or Maddox. I think it's Maddox. Okay. So yeah. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong Twitter, but I think it's Maddox. Yeah. And I, I think that, we just didn't know the extent of that. And of course, you know, I am in support of people telling their truth, you know. Um, he's, she also said that he hit another one in the face, struck one of the kids Ugh. in the face, choked one of the kids, poured beer and wine on them. You know, he attacked her. She tried to lock herself in the bathroom. You know, these are all details that she is saying she kept from the public. But now she's been forced to do it. She's been forced to release this information. I think for a lot of this is just this isn't a a judgment on what really happened, because the truth of the matter is, unless you were on that aircraft, we don't know. We're never going to know. And that's just that's just the truth. I think. What a lot of people are dealing with, a lot of fans are dealing with, and dealing with is overdramatic. What they're trying to reconcile is it is very hard to wrap your brain around, especially if you're a a fan, and I know, Don, you are, and I am. It is hard to wrap your brain around Brad Pitt doing any of these things. You know what I mean? It's... Even though we just see what we what they want us to see, and I'm talking about celebrities, you know, it's a very polished image that they put out there. It's still I, I, it's hard for me to imagine him doing this. But then again, you know, if it's if it's alcohol fueled, yes, and it was, yeah, and it was, uh, you know, I'm I'm from a household. My dad, my late dad had a prescription of abuse problem mm. and he was a drunk toward the end of his life. Mm-hmm. 
And he said stuff to my mom that I would never have imagined he would have said. Yeah. And did things. Unforgivable stuff. Un- yeah. So, you know what I mean? So that's what I think rolling around in people's mind is just trying to imagine the Brad Pitt that we've watched on the silver screen for decades throwing wine in his kid's face. I think that it's possible when you are a drunk. Like uh, th- alcoholics. Th- th- absolutely. And I'm not pointing the finger like I'm holier than thou. I've been out of control when I'm drinking before. Yes. I am not an alcoholic. I choose to not drink anymore because I can't handle hangovers. And I fall asleep before I could ever be an alcoholic because I just, it makes me so sleepy. But I've been just stupid drunk in the past and screamed at my friends and thrown a fit and cried. You know? Yeah. But I take that to a level of like you are cooped up in a plane. I don't know what was going on in his life, but I'm not excusing this behavior. I'm saying it is possible, especially oh, alcoholics. Yes. They their personality changes. That's one of the biggest things that, you know, there are all types of drunks out there. And one of them is the kind that get they act completely different than their real personality. And maybe this is what happened. I am, you know, I just, the sad thing is, is that these kids are going to have to testify. Yep. And even though they're young adults, they're still kids. It's still, they're still, yeah. And and they love their dad and maybe they've forgiven him and they just, you know, they don't want to have to say these things about him and now they're going to have to. And I'm not saying Angelina shouldn't have brought this out, but that's the sad thing in all of this is that they're going to have to maybe choose sides. Yeah. Speaking of lawsuits, Elton John and Harry Styles are teaming up and not for a new song. Dawn has that story. Uh, But first, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. My talk has teamed up with Southern Lights to shed light on this important month. Check out events and a list of resources on our website, mytalk1071.com, keyword awareness. Elton John and Harry's new project and more when we come back. It's 8 o'clock. Yeah, um, Jason and Alexis in the morning. What he said was it's 748, but if you're Kenny, it's 8 o'clock. I just turned on your oh, mic, Jason. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, welcome back. It's 748, but if you're Kenny Olsen, it's 8 o'clock. It's the top of the hour. Kenny, what because, just happened? Yeah. I, I, well, you guys went into that break. I didn't look at the clock. Okay. I'm like, oh, my God, I got to get a report ready. I checked everything. I got everything down. I'm ready to go. I am turned my mic on. I'm up to the mic. And the bumper music started playing. <laughs> and then I hear him just laughing. I'm like, what are you laughing at? And then he's like, oh. I mean, he was like primed and ready. Yeah. Like he's ready to start his excavator on Project Down and Dirty Construction. Like, I'm yeah. ready. I'm going uh, back to uh, eating my corn nuts. Okay. No, no, Kenny, give us, give us one little. I mean, you prepared the damn thing. Yeah, what's give happening? Us, just give us one okay. thing that's happening. Good news. I want to go with good news. That crash <laughs> westbound 36 at Cleveland has cleared. All oh. lanes are now open. Oh, okay. thank God that's for good. Roseville, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Thank you, Kenny. Well, good. Well, hey, hey, Kenny. Yeah. It's 7:49. I just want to. <laughs> it's 7:49, my friend. Thank you. Thank You're you. welcome. Kenny's coming up in just a little bit. Um, we just heard, uh, I, wow, that worked out perfectly. We just heard Elton's 
collaboration with Brittany. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, but uh, Mr. Yellowbrick Road is teaming up for something different. What, what I didn't know about this. What's he doing with Harry okay. Styles? It's not Harry Styles. It's Prince Harry. I should have oh! put Prince Harry in here. This I'm is sorry. Like the I should have clicked segment. on it. I apologize. It's okay. I apologize. Yeah. So Prince Harry will not give up on these tabloids that continue to uh, you know throw out false information. So five others are actually joining Harry in the legal offensive against this publishing house that does runs the Daily Mail and the uh, the Mail Online and the Mail Sunday. It's three newspapers and Elton John is on board with him. Um, also, uh, David Furnish, who is Elton John's uh, husband. We have Elizabeth Hurley, actress Sadie Frost, and a Baroness, Baroness Doreen Lawrence, who they tend to go after in the press as well. Um, so these pe- they, they all claim in the statement that they have become aware of compelling and highly distressing evidence that they have been the victims of abhorrent criminal activity and gross breaches of privacy by Associated Newspapers. So they are essentially, uh, you know, suing these newspaper outlets for digging into their personal lives where they shouldn't be. Private investigators were involved. The recording of private telephone calls. The payment of police with corrupt links to private investigators for sensitive information. So these they're claiming that these tabloids have paid police officers for info about medical information from hospitals, care facilities, illicit manipulation into accessing bank accounts, credit histories, and other financial transactions. So it's a big picture. Like, it's not just, hey, you said this bad thing about me and it hurts my feelings. This is like they have receipts and evidence that they have corroborated with police and like hospitals that they're paying off people within these organizations to get info on the royal, on Harry and Meghan and on the other people in the suit. Elizabeth Hurley, David Furnish, Elton oh. John. I'm, this is a big deal. It's huge. Especially since you just have your, if he, they actually have the evidence, it's, they're taking him down. Well, anytime that you have a star that takes on the tabloids, you know, it's a big deal. And and this is why, Uh, because it is, it is a pain, quite bluntly, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. And it's not usually worth it because it's hard to prove mm-hmm. libel or anything like that is hard to prove when you are a public person. But when people do it, when you see a star doing it, girl, it is de- it's it's mock five mm. because they have a great case. Uh, Blake Shelton. Cameron Diaz has sued them before. J.K. Rowling, say what you will about her now, but she sued. Carol Burnett once sued. Mm. I remember Oprah finally got sick of it. Katie Holmes um, has sued the tabloids before. Um, Oprah, I think, is uh, think it's been a few times. But anyway, sometimes you got. Sometimes you have to. Oh, just because yeah. you, yeah. I mean, this is bigger than just this like, oh, you, you know, you lied about us. This yes. is, uh, by the way, um, the Frost woman I mentioned, she is Jude Law's ex-wife. 
Oh. So, you know, Jude Law and all of his indiscretions he had mm-hmm. in the media and uh, everything. Hashtag the nanny. The yeah. nanny, yes. So, you know, the big thing is, is that they have paid off police officers and people at hospitals and banking professionals to get into their their checking accounts <laughs> and oh, getting inside God. information from police. If a domestic dispute happened, oh boy. I mean, not just the these... I mean, they're suing these outlets, but also think about the repercussions for the police, yep. hospital workers. It's it's huge. It's huge. And I'm so glad they're doing it. Yep. Elton's having a really good year. Isn't he? <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm sorry. I know this isn't about the love. He's just having a really good year. He is hotter than ever. Every if you if you're a hot star like Puth or Brit or uh, Dua Lipa, everybody's working with the man. You know what I mean? He is brilliant. He is brilliant teaming up with these youngins. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't have anything to prove, so it's not like I'm going to say he's doing it to stay relevant. No. He just loves it. He authentically loves music, and it shows. And his collaborations... They're the hottest things around. He really wants to help young people. He does. Who are up and comers. I actually, my one of my old program directors, her son is an artist and was on America's Got Talent and all of this. And he's really, really rising in in the uh, world of pop music. And um, he he has discovered him and put him on his podcast. Elton John has a podcast. He put Jake on and, you know, helping him with his career because he's a real funky type of musician that's a little bit more it's like an elton john type of wears flamboyant clothes and all of that so he's just really into helping the younger generation succeed which is so gracious i have another lawsuit to tell you about you go bethany frankel why is bethany suing tiktok i'll tell you when the third hour begins plus dawn has a big fat movie review it's all next and I am so excited to introduce you to Livia's new Flex program. They're the best program, and they got even better with the more more flexibility than ever. Uh, basically, what is the Flex program? Well, they have integrated foods that you love that traditionally on weight loss programs you don't see. They don't let you eat fruit, pasta, or bread. Uh, well, with the Flex program, they have ways to incorporate those things into your, your diet, uh, your lifestyle, so that you don't feel like you're starving yourself or you're under this lockdown, under controlled situation. It's reality. And I lost 30 pounds on the program, and I want you to join. If you join right now, you're going to get eight weeks free if you mention me. That's ex- that's just wonderful. So give them a call, uh, 855-GO-LIVIA, or visit Livia.com and look into their Flex program. And I tell people all the time, yes, I really use the program. I love them. And they were just voted Minnesota's Best Weight Loss Center for the second year in a row. Call Livia today for the Flex program. Hey, my... For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. 